Hello, everybody. We're back. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. And we're, we've returned from our multi-city tour of the East. Yep. Yep. Three states, actually. Three states. None of which weren't uh, touching the other one. True. Yeah. Yes. Three states that border each other. Oh, I see. Because New York, you're going to count New York, huh? Yeah. I don't count New York when we're in the Berkshires. Because well, we, it's just upstate New York trying to get a piece of that Massachusetts action, you know? Mm, Sorry. They feel, they feel very different. Like, even once you just cross the border, it, like, has a different feel. I disagree. Okay. What is the difference in feel to you? Well, the towns in the Berkshires are, like, bougier. Yeah. Whereas upstate New York over the Berkshires border feels more rural to me. Interesting. Well. That's my analysis. I appreciate that. I think other people would like to know. If you have thoughts on it, let us know. Dory Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at gmail.com. <laughs> a little under the weather. I picked up whatever Dory got. Minus a fungal infection of the toe. It's not fungal. Dory had some toe fungus. It's not she fungal. She had to go to urgent care. It's not fungal. Where the doctor diagnosed her as grody to the max. It's grody to the max. Yes. Not, but not fungal. Oh, what is it? It's bacterial. It's pretty gross. Yeah, but it's not fungal. Where do you think you got it? I don't know. Well, you have to get it from somewhere, right? I mean, it's possible I got it from getting a pedicure, but that is usually fungal. That's a that's a thing that can happen. Yeah, at a pedicure. Yeah, if they don't like sterilize their equipment or gross. clean or clean the like the basin for the pedicures are gross for the for the foot soap. I don't like any of this. I mean, yeah, I like look. I don't like it either. But they said if you have any sort of like cut or anything like on your toe, and bacteria gets into it, that's when you get a bacterial the bacterial infection and the way it manifested itself for me was it was like very red and tender and kind of lumpy um been like on my toe joint not on like just under my nail Uh just beneath my nail not not like underneath the nail bed itself right um and yeah, and I, like you know, I don't, I don't want to be alarmist. I don't want to be like a hypochondriac, but I was like, you know, especially because this has happened to me before, so I was like familiar with it, and so I said, you know what, I, I really do think I need to go to urgent care. So, went to urgent care in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, and they gave me some antibiotics. Gross. And they told me if it. And that I needed to like soak my foot twice a day. Yeah. And that if it, and I was like, well, I'm flying on Thursday because we were coming back to LA. And I said, well, come back on Wednesday if it hasn't gotten better. So by Wednesday, it ha- it was, I could tell that it was improving. But by that point, I had developed another, another illness, which oh my was God. my ear. Yeah. My ear was killing me. I was like, I think I have an ear infection. So I went back to urgent care and they like checked me and the woman was like, 
weren't you just here? And I said, yes, for something else. You're so memorable. And oh, I think it said it in my file. Oh, I see. Um, and I said, yeah, I think I'm an ear infection. She said, oh, we've had a lot of ear infections today and falls. Oh, well, I mean, that's not surprising. <laughs> yes. I was definitely the youngest in the waiting room. The, the, the grocery store, the underneath the urgent care the Wegmans it was like a retirement home it was really an interesting yes. it was an interesting spot yes 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 um so yeah and then i got eardrops for those for the ear thing and then i was like i think i'm also getting a cold yeah so it's just been like one thing after another this week. It's been something else, I'll tell you. And including Henry's sleep pattern debacles. Oh my God. Which have been, I don't know, absurd. Like, I don't know, he went from waking up at three o'clock in the morning on the East Coast to somehow waking up at three o'clock in the morning out here and then staying up. Yeah, the the day the day after we got back, he woke up at three ten in the morning and then yep. was up the whole day and like hyper kind like I think wired like loopy, and overtired. Loopy. Um, like at four something in the morning, he he went outside to investigate the sound of the sprinklers and he ran back in the house and was like, "Dina, I need to change me." <laughs> he was soaking wet from the sprinklers that he'd just run through at four something in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah. And then the next day he woke up at like 3.55 and that was when it seemed to all of it be hitting him because then he did start to seem tired. Yeah, and he napped and then he and went then he to napped. bed at a normal time and woke up at a normal time. Yeah, so, so hopefully... Naps aren't all bad, I guess. I, I felt like because... He was operating on such a sleep deficit that I was hoping that it, in the spirit of like sleep begets sleep, which is like what they tell you when you have a baby, like oh, a, a little baby. Didn't know that. Um, I was like, maybe this will sort of like reset his body. Uh-huh. And it did seem to do that. We'll see what happens tonight. We will see what happens tonight. It's been, you know, it's been a lot of time. It's been a lot of days. Uh, but the trip was good. Otherwise, good to see family. Good to see friends. Good to see rain. We did see rain. We did see humidity. I like the idea of like getting wet without it raining, which is the beauty of humidity. Mm. I was wondering where you're going with that. Um, can't keep your glasses on in, in the Northeast. Because if you're in an air-conditioned building and then you walk outside, yes. it's an immediate fog. <laughs> it's true. It's I was true. able to play golf a few times out there. Yeah. Uh, brought yeah. my clubs out. I think I think it was worth bringing my clubs out because we did manage to play three times. And you you checked them, which I think turned out to be a good choice what was the other choice shipping them oh right well shipping them you know it costs a lot to ship 
golf clubs. Depending on what you do. Like, there's like, you can go cheaper, but it would take like seven days to reach your destination, mm-hmm. which is like, mm-hmm. well, how can you go a week without a golf clubs? Mm. <laughs> anyway, I, I got sick. Yeah, so now Matt's. Whatever sick. Dory brought back to this. Yep. So, and I can't really get a good night's sleep. And uh, Henry wants to be in the pool constantly with me. So, well, pretty tired. Matt taught Henry to swim. I did. In two days. This is what happened. We finally, like, we came back. It's really hot here. And the pool is finally, because we don't have a pool heater. So, and it's been kind of chilly. It had been kind of chilly here until we, pretty much until we, uh, about halfway through our trip. And so we hadn't really gone in the pool. And then we went, we, Henry and Matt got in and then Matt said to me, how much have you spent on swim lessons for him? And I was like, way too much. And then I was like, I'm just going to teach him to swim. Yeah. And within like five minutes. Yeah. I don't know what takes people so long. Well, I think I feel like I don't know. I feel like teachers like either either push kids or don't push yeah. them. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the like push them too far, and they're not going to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Not push them enough, they're not going to do anything. But also, I feel like, and I don't know if if this is true for other kids, but I feel like especially for Henry, he really needs to trust the person like fully. Yeah, and he trusts you, <coughs> and I think that for him, because like. He clearly had the ability to do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, he just didn't understand how to tie all the components together. Right. And but like, I don't know. I had said to, I said to someone like, he's, well, he doesn't take swim lessons like during the winter, but it's now been like this is now his third summer of swim lessons, and he seemed no closer to starting to actually swim than yeah, which he did. Was annoying me the first summer he started. Like he's just kind of like plateaued, um, and I was like, "What is happening? Like, like is everyone just like you said, like uh, like not pushing him, or doesn't know how, or you know, I don't know." Well, it was, it's about getting him to tell you what he's ready to do yeah and then to put that into some sort of terms that would move him forward in in swimming like yesterday it started with like he wanted to go underwater but like then we i was like we gotta figure out how long we can hold our breath for Mm. so we started to do that up against the wall and then today when i was asking him about swimming forward with his hands he was like he's like oh ice cream scoops that's what he must be what they call it. That is what they call it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah sure. Ice cream scoops. <laughs> so now we've gotten it to where I can stand, uh, you know, a good 15, 20 feet away from him and it'll swim to me. Yeah. I mean, so, I. And you got to like, keep an eye on him because sometimes he'll just stop moving forward. Right. You know, he'll be kicking and, and sort of paddling, but yes. you just like in place and then, yes. then you go over, swoop him up. Let him know. And he'd be like, yeah. And I he, stopped moving. And he was so proud of himself. Oh, he's very proud of himself. He's been talking about it nonstop since yesterday. It's like, it's really cute to just see him, like, so, feel so accomplished. Yeah. Like that, it's it really. Like, yeah, I could swim, Dita. 
Dude, I remember yesterday when we were swimming and I was I could swim. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and I think it's probably also got to be like a cool feeling for him too, to be able to like move through the water. Yes. Yeah. You know. I'm sure. But um, I was just like, I couldn't even. I've seen I've like seen I've seen him at a couple of swim lessons, and I'm just like I'm always like what are, what are they doing? Yeah. Because then he gets in the pool with you, and he's like going underwater yeah. and like jumping in. And but all it's this like stuff. it's also like you got. I mean, and then like he wants to like rush into things, and I'm like, hang on, let's talk about it. What are we gonna do? And like, because I want to hear him explain the pieces of swimming. Yeah. <laughs> before he does it. Um. Yeah. Yesterday, I told him about when he fell in the pool. Oh. And I had to swim across the pool to get him. He didn't remember. I think that kind of motivated him. In what sense? To like learn. Oh, I see. For himself. He still is scared of like going on his back though. Yes. I wonder what that's about. You feel like it's like loss of control? I think it's just a matter of like every time he's probably fully done it, he's swallowed water, guaranteed. Oh, I see. Because my my like one thing is I would like for him to learn that like if he falls in somewhere that he can flip over onto his back and float. Great. I'll teach him that tomorrow. Because right or now, later today, right now I feel like he, like if he tries to swim, he's just going to like flail in the water. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Agree. Um, so yeah, if you could, if you could add that to the lesson plan, I'll get it done. That would I'll be do great. it today. That'd be great. Thank you so much. I'll have, we have a 45 minute lesson earlier. We'll have another 45 today. Matt only takes personal checks in Western Union. That's though. right. That's the only awkward thing. Western so. Union, bank of the poor. Mm. Here I am. Um, yeah. So that's that's all the that's all the news that's going on here. Yeah, I've got a massive sinus headache. Uh, nose is congested. Haven't gotten a full night's sleep in a little bit. Um. And when I take deep breaths, I start coughing. So, so things are great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're fantastic. Um, I'm so grateful to have the ability to be this sick and still record a podcast. Wow, I'm really something. You really are. I'm really good at podcasts. Yeah, yep. aren't I good at podcasts? Yeah, you're so good at podcasts, Mama. You see the podcasts? Yeah, I'm yep. good at them. Mm-hmm. You're so good at them. Anyway. What do you want to talk about? Well, I think it's time to take a break. Is that all we're going to talk about then? Do, is there something else we the need to talk about? The fact that we need to take a break? There, okay. I'm asking. I don't know. I was asking you. Is there another topic that you well, wanted to bring know. up? I don't know. Okay. I know it's the way that I'm saying that is like, I don't know. You know what I want to talk yeah, about, that is but it's not at all. Okay. I have no nothing. I have no agenda whatsoever. Okay. So, oh, what we do in the shadows is back. That's exciting. That is exciting. We watched the first the first two, two were good. Had had a fun time with that. I enjoyed this. I enjoy, I was curious at the end of last season. Like, oh, where are they going to go with this? Kind of writing themselves into a corner. Um, and they're having fun with it, so that's good. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Are you sure you don't want to mention anything? Because uh, uh, there might be something you want to mention oh, before no. we take a break. Uh, 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 <laughs> Help. Be right back. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, Matt mentioned this at the beginning, but you can email us at Matt at gmail or gmail. You can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. And uh, we're going to kick things off with a voicemail. Oh, we are? Yep. Oh, man. No one told me that. Well, it, it's it's in the document that I sent yeah, to you. Yeah, but that would, that would require me to, like, read it. Uh-huh. And be ready. Yep. Well, it's, you know, it's the, the bar is low. Yeah. The bar, I would say, is close to the floor. And yet, somehow, you don't always clear it. Interesting. Um, 
Here we go. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, we'll just make this happen so quick. You won't even know. Wow. Look at that. We're, we definitely didn't pause so I could find anything. What's the first voicemail? The first voicemail is voice recording for M and D. Oh, well, let me grab a hold of this. You'd think I would know what I was doing by now, but the fact of the matter is I don't. Mm. That should be shocking and scary. And then if I go over here, I'll hit this and then. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. I just started listening to the podcast, oh gosh, around Memorial Day, and I have been binging at, sorry to say, Matt, 1.7 speed. Wow. And I finally got caught up last week. Holy and shit. it has been <laughs> such a great experience listening to you guys. I'm about to proceed forward with um, ICSI with an IVF uh, with donor in the upcoming weeks. And in all the Facebook groups that I'm in, it's been very, very, very overwhelming. But I appreciate the levity that you guys have brought to the whole experience, especially regarding parking. Um, that's definitely a pain point. Um, but anyway, I Absurd. just wanted to reach out. I am finally caught up with 350 some episodes in the span of that about six weeks. Is pretty um, It got me through a pretty traumatic breakup with have. an ex-boyfriend with whom I thought I was going to proceed forward with the IVF. And Whoa. he showed his true drunken colors and did not. Pause there. Dodge a bullet, huh? Seriously, I love that that this listener was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna go. Th- I'm gonna continue. Fuck this guy." My goodness. All right, respect. Continuing. Not so. I am grateful for you guys for getting me through that, and now I am kind of living in a void of not having episodes to binge um, regularly. Sounds like someone's going to join our Patreon. So daily, and now I have to be like a normie and listen to you weekly, and I don't know how to take that. But in any event, um, I didn't want to call until I actually did get fully caught up because um, I wasn't sure what the um, end of message was going to be (laughs) by this point. So I'm in a two-bedroom, two-bath condo in about 975 square feet, just me, myself, and I right now, until I hope to get my um, IVF little baby um, and do the solo mom route. Um, And no hot dogs. I'm That's gross. Thanks. Wait, why? You didn't even specify why hot dogs are gross. I mean, I agree. Are you a vegetarian, or are you just like a meat person who's like, I like meat that can be identified in a lab. <laughs> um, okay, two things. I can't believe how quickly this person got through. I that is that is Oh man, we must have been feeling like every waking minute of the time she had to listen to things. <laughs> yes. I mean, in a way I'm like I I'm envious of that. I love when I find something that has like hundreds of back episodes like i love that um i i I mean i think i've said this before but i do think there's like two kinds of podcast listeners yeah there's the people like you and i think like this person who see a back catalog of like hundreds of episodes and they're like yes this is awesome and then i see that and i'm like oh god i'm never gonna be able to get through all those episodes exactly that's how i am with television 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's why I never. There's a couple things where I just was like, I can't jump into this now. Yeah, that's how I feel about podcasts with massive back catalogs, and I say that as someone with a pot with two podcasts with massive back catalogs. So, well, guess I'm just screwing myself. I, I have so many back catalogs; it's not even funny. You do. Um. Also, I feel like like of people who've recorded the most episodes of podcasts. I've got to be in the top 1%. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. Um, or Paul F. Tompkins, who just guests on everything. But also, again, I just want to say congratulations for dumping that loser. Way to go. Way to go, and good luck with everything. No, I just like, whatever I hear is someone go through that kind of a thing where they're like oh we almost had a kid together and then i realized it was i'm like oh thank god yeah thank god because i'm like you, you know dory's stuck with me forever now forever sorry are you no <laughs> <laughs> but if you want your kids to learn how to swim head to matt's swim school now open um matt swim school is open maybe this is your strike is this what i do this is your thing should i move to connecticut and work in the Stu leonard's swim school across from Stu leonard's dairy there is a Stu leonard swim school yeah really because his grandson drowned in a pool when he was three. Oh no so he's like dedicated much of his later life to swim safety oh that's so which sad. i'm all for swim safety that's so sad. You know, all of these, I don't know if, if other cities have this, but in LA, there's like this mafia of swim teachers and they all call themselves swim to blank. So there's like swim to Bill, there's swim to Ethan, there's swim to blah, blah, blah. Okay. You could be swim to Matt. That's interesting. And is, do I put a number two in there? What do you mean? Oh, no, they don't. Okay. Maybe I will. Because I only take two-year-olds. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on. I mean, the la we went to this place in the valley that was like... Oh, my God. It was like a backyard of chaos. Yes. It, it was like a party you weren't invited to and crashed. And they found space for you in a pool. It was, it was like the opposite of Henry's vibe. Oh, my God. It was <laughs> insanity. It was so bad. And yet, it had come, like, highly recommended from several people. Well, I mean, there's, I'm sure there are people who, like, you know, there's certain things that, like, you, you know, that are definitely not for you. Yeah. But are definitely for other people. Like, yes. This place was definitely not for us. Like, there's a whole bunch of people going to Death Valley. Right now? Yeah, because, they're you know, they're, they want to see the fucking world record temperature get broken. And I'm just like... Is Andy Secunda doing this? No. Okay. I'm just like, not for me. That's like not for me either. 55 Celsius. Hard pass. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds like a lot. And above like 30 Celsius, I'm like, no thanks. Hey, Siri. Does this... Does my computer know what I'm saying that? And if I'm talking into a microphone? <laughs> no, it doesn't. What if I did this? Would it know? 30 Celsius. Hey, serious, okay. what is 55 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? The answer is 131 degrees Jesus Fahrenheit. Jesus Christmas. 
Yeah, 30 Celsius is 86 Fahrenheit. So, like, that's kind of my upper limit. 131. No. That's just not. I don't think I could do it. You can, like, cook things at that time. I mean, I've been, like, you know, 112, 115. I'm not sure what the hottest temperature is that I've been in, but it had to have been in Las Vegas. Yeah. Possibly Palm Springs. Have you been to Palm Springs in the summer? I have. With me? No. Oh, I know when you've been there. Yep. When? I recall. When was I there? You were with um, your friend who you play poker with. Oh, I went with Jeff. Was yeah. In the summer? I think you did go once in the summer. Yeah, that, was a, that was a mistake. Why'd you let me do that? It was so hot. You insisted. Um, all right. It's like, do you remember a different time? What's happening? No. I just Look, I think if that. you can, stay out of the sun, everybody. <laughs> That's my advice. Um, okay. May I proceed? I guess so. Julie wrote to say, hey, guys, I'm totally going to be that motherfucking person. Slumber pods are not safe for sleep. Whoa. Safe sleep advocates recommend against any tents for babies. They do not have a safety standard. I'm so confused. Why? How many tents for babies are there, first of all? Well, I'm sure once you once you create a product like the slumber pod, you will immediately have a thousand imitators. Gotcha. Okay. They do not have a safety standard and go directly against crib and play yard manufacturer's instructions. There are strangulation and entrapment risks. Although the AAP has not issued a safety warning against crib tents specifically, the organization encourages parents to avoid using all such crib accessories, saying that products like crib tents pose an unnecessary safety risk in an unsupervised sleeping environment. Reminder that unsafe sleep while supervised is still unsafe. There are safe sleep Facebook groups that have more information on safe sleep items on the market. Julie in Minnesota 2,600 square feet, four TVs, all over 55 inches, two hot dogs this year. Julie from Minnesota's riding that safe sleep train. You know, I was very grateful (sighs) to receive this email because something had pinged for me about slumber pods, like not being safe for sleep. But I also like so many people were saying how great they were. And I also couldn't remember exactly. And I was like, nah, they're probably fine. So I'm glad that wow. Julie wrote in to be like, uh, not fine. This is how the other half sees it. What? What? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, on a similar topic, we have an email from Anonymous um, who is looking for advice on toddler sleep. We have a 15-month-old who has been a decent sleeper since he was about six months. We did sleep training, Ferber-ish, basically, and he was in a groove of two naps per day, bedtime at 7 and up around 5.30, going to sleep on his own in his crib with minimal fuss. Well, two weeks ago, he started daycare, usually watched by family. I know we are insanely fortunate, but they are out of town for the summer, and it's all gone to shit. Between separation anxiety, woof, it's real bad. Daycare schedule, one nap per day on a mat in a large classroom with all the kids at daycare and his inability to sleep at daycare. Naps 35, 30 to 45 minutes total there, sometimes less. He is both insanely overtired and unable to sleep on his own in his crib, with which further perpetuates his overtiredness. I have no idea what to do. Bedtime used to be a lovely end to the day. Now he cries and stands up in his crib for so long. I feel like I'm having a low-level ongoing panic attack for one to two hours every evening. He wakes up multiple times overnight, which he hasn't done for more than six months. The nice, reliable naps I used to be able to count on have turned him in, have turned into him nearly falling asleep in my arms. 
as I'm trying to get him ready for sleep and then struggling for an hour plus to stay awake in his crib. It's taking a toll on me emotionally since it feels horrible to see him crying and upset. And also, I'm incredibly frustrated that he cannot sleep like he used to, and I'm just fucking tired and want to sleep. I know the ultimate answer is that presumably, eventually, he will get used to daycare and will sleep closer to two hours there, probably right around the time family is back and he's no longer in daycare. And hopefully that will allow him to get his nighttime sleep back in order. But is there anything I can do either to facilitate him sleeping better at daycare, he already has a blanket from home, and or sleeping better at home? We do the whole blackout curtains, white noise, etc. Anytime he's home for sleep and always have, which is definitely not the way daycare is set up, but I don't think there's any possibility of changing that. Anyone else dealt with this? I remember you guys talking about sleep training Henry, but don't remember when he started going to preschool and if naps were part of the deal. Thanks for everything. Anonymous in 1,200 square feet in Houston, Texas. One TV, one science baby, me and husband, no hot dogs. Henry did not have to nap at school. He didn't. He (coughs) was in half-day preschool um which is an inconvenience all its own but but that meant he was napping at home right um okay my one thought and also i should say i hope that by the time you hear this he's napping better at daycare because i i do think that it is like a transition thing but in case that has not happened i would move bedtime up to like 5 30 like the early as early as is humanly possible for you all to do bedtime i would do bedtime then and like maybe that means skipping bath like <coughs> it might mean temporarily kind of like switching around your um your schedule like maybe it means doing bath in the morning um because it sounds like he's overtired by nighttime and then he can't get to sleep because he's overtired. So I, I would, I would try my personally putting him down as early as possible, like five thirty. Dory's a big proponent of early bed. I am mostly because when he's early to rise, it's me he bothers. What a racket! <laughs> uh, okay. Um, if anyone else has thoughts on this uh, or has daycare specific thoughts, please let us know because we cannot really help in that regard. Okay, we are going to take another break and we will be RB. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And we're back. Just talking about sleeping. Off, we do that off air too. We're big sleep topic people. We do. We like we like talking about sleep. I like talking about how how much sleep I'm getting or not getting. Yep. Okay. Um. Let's see. Next. This is from Abby. This is in reference to um something that came up a few weeks ago from someone whose kid was starting daycare 
and they wanted to know like things that they could do with their kid before daycare started. Do you remember this? Yeah, vaguely. Okay. So Abby wrote in to say, writing in as a fellow North Shore egghead with a one-year-old newly in daycare. Like the voicemailer, I was also home with my baby for much longer than expected due to slowed hiring in tech. I've been back to work for two weeks, and even though a paycheck is amazing, I so miss the simple things like eating breakfast every day with my baby. Leading up to going back to work, the most special times were those when my baby was taking in the world and I could see her grow. Going to baby classes and story time at the library seemed daunting some days, but looking back, those are where so many of my special memories with my baby were formed. There are summer music classes for infants starting the second week of July through a group called Music Together. There's a class in Malden, so the voicemailer isn't too far away. I have many, many projects around the house that never got done before I started working, and I could not care less now. I just miss all the micro milestones I used to see each day that now I only hear about secondhand. The upside to daycare is how present I'm able to be in the limited time I do get to spend with her each day. Stats. Eight hot dogs this Whoa. year, but I've never had a Costco dog. 2,800 square feet. Definitely a TV household, but only one TV in the living room. I'm glued to my phone watching TV most of the time. Wow. Watching on the on the, t- on the phone. That's interesting. And that is from Abby in Wakefield. Abby, I was in Wakefield we a couple times. We were just talking about Wakefield. A couple times over the break. Uh, stopped at the Gingerbread Construction Company. My home of the f- my favorite muffins. And I had Dory try some. Mm-hmm. And then Henry loved it. Yeah. And then I brought three of them to Dory's parents. And they liked them too. And I was like, I bet they will take 16 days to eat these muffins. You know, they actually ate them faster than I thought. I, well, the fact that like Henry was like talking about the muffins as in the past tense, I was like, oh, they must have, they must have eaten the muffins. They ate the muffins. <laughs> so it was a hit? Yeah, they were a hit. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. There's a beautiful lake over there. In Wakefield, you know, right over by the town center. It's just uh, terrific, you know. Again, Gingerbread Construction Company. I don't understand why there are only two of them. Hmm, interesting. Um, Abby, thank you for this email. And thank you for being honest about how you miss some things when your child is in daycare. All right. We have another voicemail, Matt. Yes, here it is. Are you ready? This one's called... Rental car shuttle. Yep. I was testing her. Uh, She passed, so obviously I will play it now. Hi, I'm sorry, Henry and Bubble. Um, This is Carrie calling from upstate New York. I originally was going to pause because you were talking about having to schlep everything onto a rental car shuttle. Um which seems like obviously the way to go. But one of my girlfriends recently made that comment to her, and she's like, oh, no, I just put something on for the kids in the airport, and my husband goes and picks it up and then picks us up at the arrival point where a family member would pick you up, which seemed a lot less stressful and a lot less playing Jigsaw and Jenga or Tetris on a shuttle bus. Um, So just a thought on that. And for the veggie dogs, I agree, most of them are disgusting and have, like, weird texture. Um, I have a friend who owns a vegan restaurant, and he does braised carrot dogs, which I don't even know why they work so well, but they're probably the most delicious alternative I've ever had. Um, 
So I don't know. That's a thought. If someone can find something like that. Anyway, I am a 32-year-old woman living with me and my 105-pound puppy, one-year-old puppy in upstate New York in about 700 square feet. Um, early childless, probably going to stay childish. And I found you guys through the Nerdist, which feels like forever ago, but I'm now emotionally invested in your lives, and I keep listening. I keep making content. Um, love you guys. I hope you had a great trip back to Boston. Thanks Bye. for being stuck with us, suckers. <laughs> Um, upstate New York, I really was like a hundred. I really thought we were gonna, for some reason, this might be like, like uh, some sort of uh, stereotype generalization. When she said one hundred and five, I thought she was gonna say a hundred and five year old cat. What? Yeah, I was like, this is incredible. How do you have a cat so old? That doesn't make any sense. You know, she's like, I don't want kids. I have a 105-year-old cat. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Well, you're stuck with this immortal cat. I get it. I wouldn't want kids either if you had an immortal cat to have to watch. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm glad you have a dog. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> Look, I think... Part of the sinus pressure, like, I think the pressure builds up so much that, like, it it pushes on my frontal cortex and, like, I become more nonsensical than usual. And I'm pretty nonsensical anyway. Why Why does it suddenly sound way more interference-y? Uh, oh, because I left these up. Sorry. That's what you're talking about? I still hear it. I don't hear it. It's our microphone, Sunny. Okay. I mean, is it better if I cut that? Yeah. All right. That's much better. There you go. I was a little loud. That's all. Okay. There we go. Um, See, you guys, this is that was an example of how you can work through things together. Yes. I think it's important to remember that we're all just people. You know, we all make mistakes. Sure. Sometimes we turn our microphones up too loud. Yeah. Sometimes we leave the air conditioning on in the background because, quite frankly, it's too hot. Yeah, it's really hot here right now. Thank you for listening. Um. Okay. Mike wrote in to say... Yes. First, with regards to the listener who complained that you seem to be over-monetizing your work, how about they go educate themselves on how creators such as yourselves actually get paid from the work you do, creating podcasts, newsletters, and so on? Maybe then they'd realize that what they're consuming is basically the product of free labor and realize that creators deserve to be fairly compensated for that effort. As someone who's listened to the pod since episode three or four, I can remember back to 2016 when you accepted direct Venmo donations and I never felt like you were being greedy, just simply asking that if people felt your material was valuable to them, they could voluntarily send you some money as a thank you. All of that being said, you just gained a new patron because even though I have too many podcasts to listen to already and we never get to the Patreon feed, you deserve to get paid for the work you do. Just as a point of clarification about the Venmo. That's very nice. I don't remember Venmoing. We yeah, well, it was PayPal. But also people like that that was people had asked us, like people wanted to support us, which is why our listeners are amazing. Oh. Like this was a listen, like pe we were getting emails from listeners being like, what is your PayPal? 
I want to send you. This was before we had a Patreon. And then listeners were like, you really should start a Patreon. Like, that's why our listeners are so amazing, because they wanted to support us. They forced us to do a Patreon. They, they forced us to do a Patreon. That's why <laughs> listeners are amazing. Um, so, anyway. But, yes, thank you, Mike. Now for the Disney section of the pod, oh, which already? hasn't been a thing in a while. So, I'm bringing it back, because Matt mentioned Disney this past week. This is from a few weeks ago. Matt, your response about the person asking if they should take their one-and-a-half-year-old to a park or on a Disney cruise really coming down to what they actually want to do is 100% correct because either way, the kid is basically a lump that won't be able to right. truly enjoy either offering. However, having done both parks when my girls were about that age and now having done two Disney cruises in the span of two months, uh-huh. what? One with my kids and one without, I will have to say that the cruise is the way to go with a 1.5 year old. Hello, Henry. <laughs> Hi, Henry. Uh, we're going to be done in a few minutes because Holly has to leave. What time? Three o'clock. She's got to leave in 10 minutes, which means we got to wrap this up in eight minutes. Yeah. So can you let us wrap this up so she can go home? Oh, now Bo's in here. Oh, what a time. Okay. Ah. Thanks, bud. Bye. Bye. No, bud. No, 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 no. Henry, stop. Don't come in. We love you. This podcast is about you. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Okay. Um, if you go to a park, you're either only doing the rides you can bring the kid on, which will likely have to wait time, which will likely have wait times way longer than a one and a half year old can tolerate. Right. Or someone watches the kid for an hour while you wait in line for one of the more adult rides. Add yeah. in the heat of the parks, especially in Florida, having to juggle naps, stay in the park, or attempt to go back to the hotel, and so on. It just ends up being less fun than you'd have hoped for. Then you'd have hoped all for something your kid won't actually remember. The big plus for the cruise here is that everything is contained on the ship, so you're never far from your room for a nap. The room service is free and almost 24-7. And most importantly, they have a nursery where you can drop your kid off for a few hours and go to one of the adult dining spots, a beverage tasting, or just have some free time from your kid while they play with the nursery staff. So having given my thoughts, I wonder what Matt thinks about doing a Disney cruise and if he thinks Henry would enjoy that more than a park. Pass. Again, appreciate the work you both do providing me free entertainment. Probably a dozen hot dogs Matt doesn't recognize all beef so far, but 4th of July is around the corner. So, yeah, this person said this a while ago. I, and same home in the TV stats as a year ago when I last read I don't him. trust Henry or myself on the open sea. That's fair. Like, this is just like. But, like, you don't, you, you almost don't even feel like you're on the sea. I know that that sounds crazy, but, like. The ships are so look. I'm not going on a cruise ship that doesn't have a casino. Uh, okay. And the Disney Cruise Line does not have casinos. Oh, okay, noted. So, so you would go on a cruise if you want a piece of this action, Bob Iger. Get me some sweet slots. <laughs> that will probably never happen. Um. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the old show here. Oh wow! We have a bunch well, of our hand was forced here, thanks to Henry. Patreon supporters, we need to thank. We're a little behind this month because we decided to do two weeks of vacation. Well, we we ran we ran a new episode. Two I weeks know ago, that, even though we put it up late. But had we not? Well, that was because I forgot it. You did. I left it on my computer at home, everybody. Yeah, that's true. I thought I'd export it to Dropbox. I did not. So, thank God, Mary Jane, our dog walking 
uh, hero was also a podcast hero that week. Yes, she was. All right. Um, reminder, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. We do two bonus episodes a month. They are freewheeling and uh, we get real. We so get even if, you, if you happen to have binged this po- entire podcast starting Memorial Day and you're out of episodes <laughs> that are new, there's a whole back catalog waiting for you in Patreon. Uh, thanks to Angie James, Britt S. Baker, Josephine W., Ariana Perry, Method A., Bonnie L., Brittany Dyer, Carol Balala McNamara, Catherine Field, Cecily Templeton, Christina, Christina Keller, Diana Martin, Emily F., Aaron Riley, Evelyn Schmevelin, Gretchen, Jamie Stoke, Jenna Marie Nelson, Jennifer Zayas, Maria Baker. Why are you singing? Mary Jo George, Melissa Bozeman, Mike. Nassim Kassari, Olivia Fahey, Alicia, Charlotte Nunes, Don, Katie Allen, Lynn Weisinger, Mickey Smith, Mimi Steinberg, Roni Mazzoni, Sophia, F- <laughs> Stephanie S, Carolyn Land, Jennifer H.S. Tyler R. is solo in 887 square foot condo with two large cats, a 55 and a 35 inch TV, and no hot dogs a decade. Abba N. Alec Maris Fletcher, Florence Bebel. Alex Liu. Amanda Crochet. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure. And Fluker. Some anonymous people. April Hawarda. Ashley A. Ashley Sicily. Becca Foster. Brian McGuirk. Brittany Nelson. Bruno Macias. Wow. That was how I said his name. That was the last one. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. I hear that song ends. Keep listening this month. Hope you enjoyed our rendition of your names. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.